0: Hey Phil. Hey Brad. What's going on, man? Just chilling out here in the middle of nowhere near a river.
1: Okay, all right. Well, not really. I mean, you you kind of live in uh, the city of lights, right? Kind
0: of, uh, but I work outside of town. But
1: right. Um, well, so um, I, I guess we're doing this whole podcast thing, right?
0: Yeah, we're we're definitely going to be rookies at this.
1: No, dude, we're gonna rock it out. We're gonna (laughs) blow people's minds. I really think we are. Yeah, as long as, uh, as long as we
0: keep talking. That's what I hear is, uh, as long as you keep talking and don't have any blank spaces, people love it. They eat it right up.
1: I have no problem with that. I can I can keep talking. But um, when when you when you told me that you wanted to kind of do this, um, I liked the idea that we were gonna talk uh, about technology for people who don't. Um, necessarily love technology as much as we do and hopefully the people that do love technology as much as we do will still want to listen as well but
0: yeah there's certainly a lot of people out there who either don't like it or don't know enough about it to like it so yeah if we could bring a little bit of that knowledge to them i think that would be best idea ever
1: essentially it's two guys getting together to talk nerdy really nerdy.
0: Two guys who have never met in real life. We can talk about that sometime, too.
1: That's true, yeah. Well, hey, um, Christmas is coming up, man.
0: Yes. Can I can I say iPad Mini without wanting one more than I already do?
1: Um, y- you want one?
0: Uh, yeah, I've changed my mind. I, I was at the Apple store about a week ago, picking up the iPhone 5 for the wife, and and uh, got my hands on one, and just it, love at first sight, man. I, I can't tell that it's not Retina display. It, it's it's perfect. The it, the size of it, the keyboard, everything that I got to play with in that super crowded store for around Christmas time was just aw- awesome. Every everything.
1: Now you've you've never had an iPad with a Retina display though, so you wouldn't necessarily miss it, right?
0: That's true, but I've I've been rocking the four the four s for you know
1: since the day they both came out so the iphone yeah the the iphone
0: yes so i I know all about the retina it's
1: well i've gone from the first generation ipad on day one um to the second generation ipad on day one and I held out for a while to go to the iPad 3 because the only real difference was the retina display. Um, and I had an opportunity to upgrade at uh, one point. It was, I think, three months after it came out. And uh, it's it wasn't a huge difference to me going from non-retina to retina. At first, um, I, could, I could hold the old iPad next to the new iPad and... Um, I mean, even in Best Buy, when I was looking at the two, because uh, it wasn't clearly labeled. Like they had the iPad 2 on one side, the iPad 3 on the other. They were actually the same color, both white, and then in the middle it said the iPad 2 and the new iPad, and it said the two prices. And I, I honestly was holding an iPad 2 at one point and going, man, this display is awesome. And, and the guy was like, actually, that's the old iPad. And oh. I, I, I felt really silly. Loaded. But um, w- once I had the iPad 3, I don't know if it was the reality distortion field or what, but uh, the retina display really was awesome. I loved it, especially for text. Um, well, my thing, and ab- then, yeah, go ahead.
0: My thing about the, uh, retina display is I know that apps are being specifically made for it. And that's, that's one of my big pet peeves is if I, if I know that something can work better or can be upgraded, I have to make that change to that device. Like the iPhone five is out right now. And the only difference is in my opinion, is the size of the screen, a little bit better lens on the camera and stuff like that. But just knowing that my when, my when my wife looks at the weather for a different zip code and it shows the time of that zip code, it drives me nuts that that feature's not on my phone. It, it's the little things like that that just really get to me. So knowing that if I had an iPad mini... And the apps that are being made for the iPad 3 and, and, the, and anything retina display and it's not working the way that they designed it on the iPad mini, that, that's going to get to me. So I, I want it, but I, I want to hold off. I'm not sure yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, the funny thing is, is I bought my iPad 3 three months after the two, after it was released. And then like three months later, they released the iPad mini. And um, I of course bought the iPad mini um, side unseen. never never played with one in a store or anything. And uh, I gotta tell you, it feels like Apple should have released the iPad mini from the get-go and not released the 10 inch iPad or the 9.7 inch iPad, whatever you want to call it. right uh,
0: But wait, what if what if they had? You would have had a iPad mini that was at least as thick as the iPad 1 and would that have been a
1: winner? Compared I, no, I I I completely get what you're saying. Uh, what I mean by that is just holding the iPad mini as you were saying, um it it feels so much better than than a regular full sized iPad. I feel like holding a huge I call it it's so funny how we call it huge and yeah. my <laughs> my laptop uh felt thin for a while but Um, anyway, it feels so much heavier than the iPad mini. The iPad mini is so light, easy to hold in one hand. Uh, My wife, she is not a tech, huge tech person. She likes technology because I like technology and she has told me probably 20 times about once a day, how much she loves her iPad mini. I bought her one too. It's, it's the best device that I've ever owned.
0: Wow. That's 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 big if you're calling it the best device you've ever owned. I, I'm still, I mean, obviously I don't own the iPad Mini yet, but the iPhone in all its different conditions is certainly the best device I've ever owned.
1: Yeah, I I don't disagree with that, but uh, especially going from a feature phone to a $800 iPhone or whatever it was when it first came out, it did feel like the most amazing device ever. But um, I I don't know the iPad Mini. It just feels so right. I love it. It's my favorite device to play with. Um, I, I think it's pretty flawless, other than the retina display. I mean, I'll be honest with you. The minute a retina display comes out, I'm going to jump on it. I really am.
0: Yeah. Hey, have you had any issues with having to change out all your cables to the Lightning?
1: Um, no. What I, The iPad Mini, first of all, for those who don't know has an incredible battery life it's better than the full-size ipad um they they say that it's around 12 hours of battery life which is just ridiculous and um i hardly ever need to charge it so for that no not at all um for the iphone 5 i i use my phone enough that it it doesn't seem to last um completely as long as my 4s did so i bought an extra cable and just keep it in the car
0: yeah yeah but um yeah, I just blanked.
1: You don't have uh you don't have the five yet, do you?
0: No, well, I got one for the wife, but no, I do not have one uh in my possession. I'm um, still so on the four S and uh it's it's good for me. I'm I'm definitely gonna wait till the quote unquote five S appears and get right. that one.
1: So we were talking about Christmas time, and you said iPad Mini immediately when I said Christmas time. Why did you say that? Are you wanting to get one for Christmas?
0: Because yeah, I want one. I know I'm not going to get one. I've, you know, it's it's just one of those things where it's at that price point where nobody is going to pick one up for me, and I don't need anybody to pick one up for me. I can get one myself. But it's you know they do these things around holidays where. It's like that's all you can think about is like, what do you want for Christmas? What do you, what do you want for Christmas? Oh, I want an well, iPad mini.
1: <laughs> well, let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about Christmas gifts for nerds because it, it is hard. Being a nerd uh, or being a tech lover, um, it's, we're hard to buy for because everything we want is over $300 most of the time.
0: <laughs> most of the time it is, yep. So, um, so we, we usually fall back to gift cards, right? And who wants to buy somebody of an adult age a gift card?
1: It, yeah, I mean, you're, you're totally right. Anytime anybody asks me what I want for Christmas, I say an iTunes gift card and an Amazon gift card. A gift card.
0: You're right. Oh, and can I say something about the iTunes gift card? Why don't they just combine the iTunes gift card and the Apple gift card? Because that's the other issue.
1: If or the iBookstore gift card.
0: Oh, that's separate too. Yeah. I thought it was all iTunes no it, that's that's the other issue so you you do tell somebody that you want the gift card and they end up getting you the iTunes gift card, and really, mm-hmm. what I need is the Apple gift card because I'm going to use it towards a piece of hardware it, yeah, it's, it's frustrating I,
1: I do think that i I do think that if you buy the iBooks gift card, it's the same as buying an app Store gift card, but not the same as buying an apple gift card right. Right, yeah. yeah.
0: There's there's at least two different gift cards. I, I always thought the iBooks, the App Store gift card, and the iTunes music. Gift card, yeah, it, it's all the same. Yeah. It's all the same.
1: Yep. I agree. So, so what are some good gifts to give nerds besides gift cards?
0: And herein lies the same issue. Because, okay, so it comes down to price. So what are you going to get somebody, a pair of headphones or a new mouse? Nobody... Nobody wants that stuff. It's, well, let's so, talk.
1: Let's talk about immediate family, I guess. Because what what do you think? Um, like a husband or a wife is going to buy their nerdy spouse? Uh, well, price wise, what what price range can we work with here? Um, hundred bucks, two hundred bucks,
0: fifty to a hundred. That, that's that's a good one. Now, a couple years ago, I had asked for a laptop bag, but my tastes are a little bit. Above par, there, and you know, I made the mistake of mentioning Toomey. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if you've seen these the T U M I dot com Toomey Tumi bags. They are, are they the leather bags? Yeah, they're the leather bags for you know, high end professionals, I guess they would call it. I wonder what their site would call themselves.
1: Hmm. I don't know and,
0: and they're just they're just really expensive. I mean you're spending it's like buying a coach purse for a woman. you're, you're, you're buying a three to four hundred dollar bag for a laptop and it's just you know it, it's just my taste. I, 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 I like nice things. Um, I like to get them cheap, but I like nice things and so saying something like hey a, a Tumi bag well it got thrown right out. <laughs> there was no tumi bag in my stocking.
1: I'm spoiled though. I got to be honest because any time I want any technology, my wife jokes with me. She says that she can't ever buy me anything for Christmas or my birthday, which happened to be a week apart, because I always buy what I want when it comes out. I don't. I don't necessarily wait for her to buy me something. I have which the is same problem. Which is mostly true. Yep. But uh, you know, when the first iPhone came out, it was how much was it? Six hundred and fifty bucks? Is that what it was? Or yes. more. Yes. Okay. I I totally. Did not expect to get the first iPhone. I mean, it blew me away. I was lusting after it. It was, it was, it was lustworthy. But did you buy it? Well, I didn't. Um, my wife surprised me with it uh, oh, without me incredible. even knowing. The right. weekend it came out, she drove uh, an hour, two hours away to go get it and then surprised me with it. It was the most amazing gift I've ever had.
0: That, that is fantastic. So what, and, do you, what do you want this year?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I kind of have everything I want. I know what you would say is a great tech gift. You'd say the Nest.
0: Yes, the Nest. So and and you know, right off the bat, let me say getting the Nest has certainly improved the life of, you know, air conditioning and and heating control in my house. It, e- my explain
1: lo- the Nest for those who don't know what it is since so, we're talking to other people, I guess.
0: So, the guy who made the iPod, or claims to have made the iPod for Apple, um, I can't even think of his name at the moment. Do you know his name?
1: Uh, is it, no... Mm, I don't remember what it is
0: Well you look it up and I'll, I'll, I'll keep okay. talking about it so yep. That's he, why I have an iPad He left Apple and decided to make. Is it
1: Tony Fidel? It is,
0: it's Tony Fidel okay. yeah. He le- he leaves Apple, he creates a new company He doesn't say what it's for and He starts working on this, this device That will replace the little Honeywell Or any other type of Thermostat in your house And he connects it to the internet He, he has it do certain things? Certain has certain options, like to learn the temperature that you put in your house, so it can save you energy. Uh, he puts all these features on it, and he releases it. And iPhone apps and uh, Android apps can control it, and you can control your thermostat and your temperature from anywhere in the world, connected to the internet. The thing is beautiful. You've seen if- uh, you've seen iPods. It's basically a click wheel. On your wall that has an LCD screen on it, and it com- gives you complete control of your your environment.
1: Okay, so you've told the uh, the amazing pitch of what it is. Now tell them the hard part: what it actually costs.
0: Well, it costs two hundred and.
1: $50. <laughs> right? But, <laughs> and how but, much is that Honeywell that's on your wall?
0: Oh, it came with your house. So it's free, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, you know, 20 bucks, 40 bucks, 60 bucks, whatever it costs. But and
1: what's your, what is your response to the myth of, cause I've always heard to leave your thermostat alone because the amount of energy it takes to get your house up to the temperature that you want when you just turn it there or down to the temperature that you want when you just turn it there uses more energy than just leaving it at a consistent temperature for the whole day.
0: You know, I'm not sure if that's a myth or not. I haven't read up on any of that stuff. But I will say that once it learns what you would normally set your temperature to, then you can leave it alone. And you don't have to change it. It it, it adapts. It, it sets your schedule for you. It it doesn't even base it off of, uh, you know, that eco-friendly uh, company that... Oh, I can't think of that name either. Uh, what do they do? Well, they, they set the standards for um, different products. So... What is it called? Dang it. Mm, uh, I don't know. It, okay, so... When Apple makes a product, they go to uh, different certification companies, uh, and one of them, oh EP oh Energy Star energy oh Star. Energy
1: Star okay. So
0: you know it's it, it's not It may or may not be Energy Star rated, but basically after it sets the temperatures, you know it, it it's just like if you would have left it alone. Now, when you say leave it alone, do you mean like leave it alone as you found it out of the box, or set it and forget it?
1: No, what I mean is, is, uh, say it's wintertime, and you set your temperature to 71 degrees, 72 degrees all day long. You don't touch it. You never touch it all winter long. That's just what it's at. Um. And, and your house maintaining that temperature is cheaper than um, telling it when I'm not at home, set it at 55, and then when I get home, turn it up to 72
0: yeah, I mean, I I can see how that would be a, a myth because if it, I see what you're saying. So if you if you leave it at seventy one, you leave the house for the day. It doesn't need to stay that warm in your house. It it, it can lower and and when you get back, it will raise back up to where you, where you need it to be. Now, does it use more energy? Maybe that's where the myth comes in because these heating and air conditioning units, at least the newer ones. Um, they 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 use the same energy whether they're on at two o'clock in the afternoon or on at eight o'clock in the morning. They're, it's it's like a computer. It's either on or off. Um, now, it, that being said, I guess that it is a myth.
1: Hmm. So
0: we just we just debunk the myth.
1: So the nest, it's a it's a buy.
0: Oh, definitely, and you know, even
1: at two hundred bucks, even at, or whatever it is.
0: Well, see, that's the thing. The first generation, you can still find them for two hundred dollars. Actually, I think Lowe's has them for two twenty nine. Uh, the new second gen is two hundred and fifty dollars, and the only things that are different, it, it looks a little bit different, and yeah, it's it's basically an Apple product, so it got thinner. Um, but one of the major, <laughs> one of the they, major differences, I made your
1: thermostat thinner. So if yeah. it's like an Apple product, are you going to have to upgrade it every year?
0: No, you do not have <laughs> to upgrade this. In fact, when they came out with a uh, version two, Oh, um, it, it got the software upgrade on version 1.0. Oh, so they're, mm. software-wise, they're exactly the same.
1: But don't lie to me. I know that you you would totally spend an extra 200 bucks and upgrade to the 2.0. Oh.
0: Let me say this. I've got two thermostats in my house, and if they weren't still selling the first generation, I would definitely be getting the second generation and putting that downstairs and putting the first generation upstairs near the bedroom because, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Um.
1: What, so what? what is your, uh, I'll, I'll tell you mine next, but what's your gift for the tech guy fit in the 50 to $100 range? Because obviously the Nest doesn't fit that.
0: No, it doesn't. Um, you have to come back to me on that. Is there somebody else in the room that wants to talk? Because 50 to to 100 for me, it's it's just not going to work. It, okay. It, you're
1: going to have I'll, to... I'll go, because I, I know what I, I would pick. Okay. Okay. Um, actually a kindle in general not a uh not a
0: you're a a reader
1: yeah i am and when i say kindle i don't mean the tablet kindle the kindle fire i mean a actual e-ink display kindle and um i like the kindle touch quite a bit my favorite is the Kindle Paperwhite. I have one. I've actually had both. I have a Kindle Touch and a Kindle Paperwhite.
0: I was going to ask you if you'd, if you'd seen the screen. So how is it?
1: It's, uh, it's the best e-ink reader out there. The Kindle Paperwhite is. It's more expensive than the Kindle Touch. I think the Kindle Paperwhite is $118. Um, you might double-check me on that, but I'm pretty sure that that's what it costs. But it's worth every penny. Uh, it has a, a front-lit display, There's a difference. Most tablets have backlit displays. This is a frontlit display, so it's like using natural lighting. It's not 100% even at the bottom of the display. You can kind of see the LEDs are brighter in certain spots. There's some hot spots on the display. But what it it ends up doing is during the day, it makes the the e-ink screen, which normally would be kind of a gray and black, look more like white and black hence the name paper white
0: so it looks like you're looking at a printed piece of paper off of a laser jet printer
1: right yeah it's not that good but it's it's good enough and it's better than anything else i've used i've owned the kindle with the keyboard um i think the third third generation maybe i've owned the kindle touch and then a year later, I bought the Kindle Paperwhite. Now that I have the iPad Mini, it's really hard. I'm trying to find reasons to use the, the Paperwhite. And having the iPad Mini, even though it's not Retina, um, I still kind of enjoy using that more than the Kindle Paperwhite. But if I was going to buy a tech person that likes to read something, that would be it. My second gift would be any kind of nerdy DVD box set. I was at Walmart Uh, this like two days ago I guess Tuesday it was and they had the entire Dark Knight uh, Christian Bale Batman series movie set for 17 bucks on DVD what? oh on DVD okay well no Blu-ray Blu-ray was $25 oh that's incredible I know all three movies, but I already owned all three movies because that like at midnight I got on iTunes and bought the twenty dollar iTunes HD version. But that would be a great any kind of a nerdy box set movies like the Harry Potter movies. That's right. Lord of the Rings, (laughs) um, the good X Men movies, um, anything like that. I think (laughs) the good
0: X. So not X Men three is what you're saying.
1: (laughs) Not X Men three. So one, two, and uh, and not Wolverine either.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that. Those are great ideas. And just for FYI, the uh, Kindle Paperwhite with special offers is one hundred nineteen, and then without special offers, you know those ads they put on there, it's one thirty nine. Yeah. So it was can, a dollar off. Right, right. And you can actually upgrade to without special features if you get the special features later on. You can upgrade. Right you know,
1: the now. weird thing about that is I like the special features. It or the ads
0: yeah my 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 wife actually has one of the uh, older Kindles and well it was the only one with special ads for uh, with special offers for a while and I've seen some of them on there and they actually relate to the city I live in so yeah it doesn't it doesn't seem to bother me either um, the, That's the
1: mo- one one time where an advertisement is something I actually enjoy. They did that brilliantly.
0: Yeah, the moment they pu- start putting ads in the books you're reading, I mean, you, you'll be reading Harry Potter and he's about to kiss Hermione for the first time, and and then all of a sudden it says buy a light bulb. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like that. So they're doing the right thing.
1: Yeah, and to be clear, they don't put ads directly in the books. So did you have you picked your gift yet? If oh, not, we can move on, and we can. Yeah, we're gonna to have it. to move on because
0: I, I wasn't even really thinking.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of movies, uh, have you seen the preview, which just got released? I'm guessing the answer is no for the new Star Trek movie.
0: You know what? I saw that it came out, and I said I'm not going to watch it. But it doesn't really matter because when I go and see The Hobbit, they're going to have the first nine minutes or the, the first eight minutes epilogue. Yeah, of the movie. On the, the, the beginning of The Hobbit And that just that Blows me away Like I, I can't stand that I'd much rather go into Star Trek Not knowing a thing about it Than watch the first nine minutes it, It's not going to make me Want to see the movie anymore They've already got me They don't, they don't need to get me so, And most people who are going to see The Hobbit I can almost guarantee are going to go and see Star Trek too. So What's the point?
1: Mm, yeah, I don't know. Did you um? Did you like the first one, Star Trek? Yeah,
0: I, I love the first one. I own it. It's great.
1: I own it as well on iTunes. Oddly enough, is that how you own it as well, iTunes?
0: Let's not go there.
1: Oh, you you <laughs> acquired it, right? <laughs> I
0: acquired uh, it, but I own it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it's my <mine> um,
1: now. <laughs> so speaking of not watching trailers, I did the same thing with The Dark Knight. Did you watch any trailers for The Dark Knight?
0: You know, I don't remember but I'll tell you the movie that I didn't watch any trailers for was Inception um, I didn't know a thing about that movie walking into it uh,
1: I, I, was, I didn't see it in the theaters I, it, was, it was out on DVD before I even knew of it oh wow yeah, yeah, yeah. we walked into that theater
0: my wife knew some things about it but uh, the friends we were going with knew a lot about it and I just had to keep telling them don't say anything because I know absolute, I, I knew Leonardo DiCaprio was in it and that was it I had never seen a preview. Anytime anything came on the screen on TV or anything, I knew nothing about it. So it it was such a great experience, and I've I've been trying to duplicate that experience with just about every movie that I'm going that I know that I'm going to go and see in the movies, in the theater. I I, if there's a possibility that I cannot know a thing about it, that's what I've been doing. And so there's a good chance that I did that with Dark Knight Rises, but um, obviously seeing the one before that and. Hearing about the fact that the new bad guy was Bane, you know you can put two and two together.
1: Yeah, you know Christopher Nolan uh, obviously did both uh, the Batman movie and Inception, but um, going into The Dark Knight Rises, okay, let me back up. The Dark Knight, the one with uh, Heath Leather, Heath Heath Leather, Heath Ledger as the Joker, um, he. That movie I watched all the trailers for I followed the viral marketing That they did with uh, With Two-Face and all of that Harvey Dent stuff And I I was really into it And then I went and watched the movie And it still blew me away Even though I watched all the trailers for it So I thought, man, if I would have been blind going into this I would have enjoyed it so much more So for The Dark Knight Rises, I did that I didn't watch any trailers I shielded myself from all spoilers On the internet and then I go see the movie, and I gotta be honest with you, I was kinda disappointed.
0: As was I. That movie is great on many levels, but as a as part of the trilogy of those Batman movies, it, it really does fall short compared to uh The Dark Knight. Now, is that because Heath Ledger wasn't in it and any
1: anyway no way at all, or... no because batman begins was incredible I've, i i almo- i know that this is not a popular opinion but i think that batman begins was better than the dark knight
0: you didn't actually
1: just say that i did no. and that <laughs> we'll probably get hate mail for that but yeah yeah it, Personally, I, I think that Batman Begins was better. It's the best origin story of Batman, I think.
0: I'll give it I'll give it the origin story part because you know origin stories are hard to do. They have to do them all the time, like this latest Spider Man movie that came out, and the original yeah. Spider Man for even for for that matter. I mean, the, all the all the Avengers movies that have just recently popped up. I mean,
1: now that's a movie that blew me away in every way. The Avengers. I thought it was the best movie of the whole year. Did that come out this year? Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I don't know. I think Hobbit is going to beat it. And heck, even Star Trek or does Star Trek come out next year? Maybe next year. Yeah, movie. next year. Well, see, I think I think the Hobbit is going to win that. You know, nerd geek.
1: So, are you that excited for the Hobbit?
0: I, I, it. I'm sort of pulling the same thing that I did with inception I haven't been watching the trailers uh, of course they're also unavoidable so that first trailer that came out with the with the guys singing you know I watched that one but I haven't been watching anything else and I actually turned off one of the trailers today just just to avoid it because it you know it comes out next week and I'm just I'm gonna go and see it in the high frame rate.
1: What I don't understand about it, though, is they're taking a book that is the smallest book of the four and turning it into three movies.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's going to be an issue. And the reason I don't think that's going to be an issue is because I think just with the uh, the, the three books, the three movies that they've already done, there was so much more information that they could have put into those. I think we're not going to see The Hobbit. I think we're going to see The Hobbit with a bit of uh, Lord of the Rings in it, and some of those stories that they wrote about before and after The Hobbit... Well, I mean, I know The Hobbit was the first book, but they went back afterward, even even though it may not have been Tolkien him, himself. But uh, the stories that he had written, I think those are going to get integrated into, in the, into this trilogy. And it's really, I think it'll fill out nicely. I think there was probably too much information in The Lord of the Rings books to fit into those three three-hour movies. And I, I think with the amount of information that's in the Hobbit books, or you know what I think is in the Hobbit books, because I haven't even read any of those books, I think it's going to fill out nicely.
1: The hard thing about the Lord of the Rings movies—how many times have you watched them? Hundreds?
0: <laughs> no, not hundreds, but in, in the tens. You know, I've really, I, I, yeah,
1: I've. For I, me, I've, I've only seen each of the movies maybe twice.
0: I've got the extended DVD cuts. Uh, i I do
1: too but i i'm just they're so long it's such a time i mean you gotta like sit out a whole day just to watch one stinking movie
0: well see that's what i do um you know if if i'm gonna sit down and watch those movies it's it's probably a time where the wife and the kid are away maybe they went to you know father-in-law's house or something and i've got a whole day or a whole weekend to myself to just veg out on the computer, laptop in, in my lap, and, and watch a movie in the theater room, you know? And mm-hmm. so I, that's what I end up doing. I, I watch I watch the entire trilogy or, you know, however many movies of of whatever trilogy or quadrilogy or even, you know, two movies back-to-back just to say I've done it once again. I mean, I... I won't admit to it, but I I watched all six Star Wars one weekend, and I I probably won't do that again because you know
1: the that would be another nerd tastic gift would be the Star Wars, uh, yeah, sixology, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and, hey, have you heard the uh, Have you seen the nerd way of watching Star Wars?
0: Uh, What four, five, six, one, two, three.
1: No, it's like uh, it's like four, four and five, and then you're supposed to watch um, two and three, and then six. And they said the reason why is four and five you get Luke um, kind of discovering who he is, who his past is, that he's actually uh, uh, descended from a Jedi, and then, after five, you get a flashback, uh, or like a, and you and you get to see um, Anakin, his dad, who's a Jedi, and then he slowly becomes evil, right? And then you watch the final movie, and it kind of wraps everything up.
0: That so. is fantastic. I can't and, believe I hadn't heard about that.
1: Yeah, and then you skip watching Jar Jar Binks and all that dumb Who, stuff.
0: Who's Jar Jar Binks?
1: Yeah, I know exactly. So speaking of movies um netflix huge huge announcement have you heard of it
0: yeah i have i I saw this this disney thing and you know them and disney teaming up together sure it sounds like a dream come true but when when you read the small print and you see that they're not doing anything together till 2016
1: isn't that an I, I thought they were getting some library titles before twenty sixteen. Okay, but how many times but can the, you watch
0: Dumbo with your kids
1: before it just it doesn't matter anymore? Well, my kids could watch it a bunch. Probably. But <laughs> but I think that um, Netflix for me has lost its relevancy. I don't use Netflix. My kids use it.
0: One hundred percent. That that's true in my house as well.
1: Yeah. I'd like to use it, but there's just nothing on there. I mean, you can only watch, you know, so many episodes of Lost or whatever. I mean, there's just not enough good content on there anymore. Especially since they lost stars, I think.
0: You know, I've noticed it. Every time I'm looking for a movie to watch, um, I will go to Netflix and I'll do the search real quick uh, just to see if it's on there. And it never is. I, I can't think of the last time I did a search for a movie I wanted to watch and it was actually on there. In fact, I don't think it's ever happened. I think the last time I, I watched a complete movie on Netflix was when they went full HD and I watched that Jim Carrey the Spotless Mind movie, whatever. Well, um, if
1: you go if you go on Netflix and you look at their recent or new release movies, Iron Man two is on there, which was released in May of twenty ten.
0: Okay, but I quote-unquote own that movie already, so why would I go to Netflix to watch it there?
1: No, that's what I'm trying to say, is they have a movie that's three years old in their new releases section. Ah, <sighs> yeah, it's, it's awful. They, so we come to the problem.
0: So, you know, the Disney deal, it could end up good, but did they mention Pixar? Because
1: Yes, they did.
0: So Pixar's there. They're going to the, have Pixar movies.
1: The only one they didn't mention, which which I didn't, I didn't even know this was a Disney property, was DreamWorks.
0: Um, I didn't think it was. DreamWorks okay. is now Disney.
1: I don't know. No, so I don't. I, I, had, don't think so. I thought I had read somewhere. Are you doing a search right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm doing. That's a the search. power of the interwebs. During these things, it's amazing. <laughs> Those internet machines are fantastic. But. The the cool thing... Okay, here's the most interesting part if you want to read between the lines. Apple has a wonderful relationship with Disney because Steve Jobs was on the board of Disney, and he was also the CEO of Pixar, right? Right. So Disney giving Netflix exclusive rights to their digital library, uh, I guess it's like... 90 days after it's released on the DVD or whatever it is. Nobody else gets those streaming rights, uh, starting in 2016. What that says to me is that Apple does not have on their timeline at all a video streaming service. What do you think?
0: I, I, I agree. I, I don't think they're ever going to do it. I think Netflix is that, and that's why they've put it onto the Apple TV. So, it's going to take time for good movies to start hitting on netflix
1: and, and maybe the, here's here's even reading more through the lines which is kind of i didn't even think about this till now uh maybe the reason why apple is okay with that is because they don't need their own streaming service with if they did a better apple tv um, even their current Apple TV, it has Netflix. It still causes you to buy into the Apple ecosystem because you're buying Apple hardware to consume that content.
0: Absolutely. And just to go back on the DreamWorks thing, it looks like back in 2009, early '09, they, uh, they did a 30-picture distribution deal with Walt Disney Studios. So um, Disney distributes their movies, uh, DreamWorks' movies. So that's that's the connection there.
1: Um, doesn't didn't DreamWorks make the B movie, or not not the B movie, but uh, the Ant movie? I think movie? it was
0: Ants, and then The Bug's Life was was Pixar. So yeah, there was yeah big, there was a big to do about <laughs> about those two movies coming out. I think the same year.
1: Yep. Thank um, you, Walter Isaacson, and the Steve Jobs biography.
0: Yeah. There you go. There you go.
1: Yep. Okay. So. Uh, so we- so talking about movies and digital and iTunes and Spotify and Netflix, um, what what do you use to consume content? now? because you don't buy DVDs, physical DVDs, do you?
0: No. If I if I were to buy something, it's definitely going to be on Netflix. I'm sorry, on uh, iTunes, on the iTunes store for for movies. It's it's going to be there because in the small chance that I'm going to watch it again I'm not going to want to get up and put in the disc and and go to it now that being said there is a caveat there is an asterisk I'm going to buy looper I'm going to buy um that new Tom Hanks movie that just came out uh that was done by the Wachowski brothers
1: oh is uh not Skyfall um, Sky Atlas
0: Sky uh Cloud Atlas
1: Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Right.
0: I'm going to buy those two on Blu-ray because they are beautiful.
1: Have you seen them? I've both seen them? them. I've
0: seen them both, and they were fantastic. Highly recommended.
1: I heard Life of Pi is fantastic too.
0: Yeah, I've I've actually been sort of avoiding that. It's, I think it's going to be a little bit too religious for my tastes. But is it, um,
1: it looked to me like it's going to be a uh, what's that Tom Hanks movie where he gets stranded. Castaway. Oh, Castaway!
0: Except yeah. for you've got a tiger on your boat. <laughs> so the he's the new Wilson. <laughs> he's the new Wilson. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Interesting. Well, yeah. So, what do you use for music? Um, you know, I still buy music on iTunes. I, I'm sort of that collector type of guy. I, I I can't get into the streaming services. I mean, I know there's Spotify and, and RDO well, and. Well, what Ops do you use and, for discovery? I, I discover in the iTunes store or you know browsing blogs I I think I discovered M83 just by going to The Verge and Gizmodo cuz they post their videos all the time it's that's how I discover music I mean I You
1: don't listen to the radio though No
0: no who listens to the, the radio still on
1: Mm, yeah sometimes
0: (laughs) the radio's still on
1: yeah for me dvds and blu-ray movies are still uh, appropriate they're still um here and the reason why is my kids love taking the disc out of the box putting it in the dvd player and saying dad i want to watch this i i know that your your kid is a lot more tech savvy in that regard. The girl uh, she- knows
0: how to use Netflix on the Apple TV and she's five years old. It, it blows my mind when she hits the menu button. I know it's a simple process. You hit the menu button, you press down, you ha- you press play, and then you press play again, and it starts the next episode of Strawberry Shortcake. I know it's not hard, but to get that through my head, a five-year-old doing that, it's, it's amazing. She doesn't want to touch discs. In fact, she thinks that she's going to hurt the disc. So if she wants to play a disc, like we have a 360 and she'll want to play a game, she'll bring me the disc, even though she knows how to put it in and and start it up.
1: Is that because you've driven the fear of God into her (laughs) with, don't scratch this disc, it costs 60 bucks? Uh, No, I haven't even done that yet. And
0: I've got it on the schedule for 2013. But no, it's, she's just, she's used to, she's used to press and play you know she hmm. she's lived in a world where we didn't even have DVDs i mean before she was born i was already ripping dvds and sticking them onto a hard drive and streaming them to the tv so we we have dvds in the house and obviously we have a blu-ray player but it's not it's not in any way shape or form the focal point of our media experience
1: yeah, that happened for us, too. I mean, um, when my son was born, I ripped a bunch of uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Imagination Movers and all that stuff onto a, a server that streamed it to my TV. Actually, back in the day, I streamed it to my TV through my Xbox, through Connect 360, an app that was on my computer that would host the videos and then stream it to my TV. But neither here nor there. Um, but he, we've kind of taken a step back, and he now likes the disc, more than he does anything else. And even what's funny is he goes to my mom's house, grandma's house, and she still has VHS. And the, oh, the wow. first time he saw a VHS movie, it was priceless. He was like, Dad, what in the world is this giant movie for? <laughs> and um, But he likes those too. So he's kind of retro in that, but the kid does have his own iPad. He can use Netflix on his iPad. Um, maybe I'll teach him uh, PHP or something next. I don't know.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So, scrolling through the news today, there is a huge, huge development. Um, T-Mobile has finally made a deal with Apple and is slated to sell "quote unquote" Apple products in the year 2013.
1: Now, where are you seeing this? Because I, I I looked at the news feeds too today, and I did not see this. I, I mean, I looked at everything. The big news story that I saw was Tim Cook's big uh, interview on the Rock Center or whatever it is. Yeah, sure that,
0: we, we got to stop and and watch that around ten o'clock tonight. But it, that that was that was big news, and I think I think T-Mobile fell a little bit behind because. Uh, Not only because of that interview, but because they didn't announce anything. It's Apple products that they're going to be selling. And it's not, hey, we're coming out with an iPhone 5 out of the gate come January 1st.
1: So when they say Apple products, what do they mean?
0: Well, they can only mean iPads and iPhones. I I don't think they're going to sell anything else that you can't stick a SIM card into. Um, And, you know... It's, it's it's probably a good idea not to sell any other Apple products there because you're competing with the Apple Store, brick and mortar Apple Store, you know, somewhere in that city. So you don't want to compete there. Um, you you only want to sell those devices with the SIM cards.
1: So if if I'm thinking of this correctly, uh, and I think I am, most likely the reason why it's pushed to 2013 is because. In order to get LTE on T-Mobile, or in order to get 3G on T-Mobile, rather, uh, they have to put a different chip in the iPhone because it runs their 3G runs off of a different frequency, GSM frequency, than um, AT&T does. Because yes. I, have, I have unlocked iPhones before and put them on T-Mobile for friends and family, and they only get Edge.
0: I, I can see that happening. I don't think they're going to build out their 3G network or, you know, I, I'm sorry. I don't think they're going to put another chip into the iPhone 5. I don't think that's going to happen. What I think is going to happen is they're going to build out their HSDPA, I'm sorry, HSPA plus network and their 4G network and depend on those. And then if they need a fallback, they'll go back to the very slow edge network. Which I hear they've
1: actually rolled that out in a couple of cities.
0: Right. And, and you know, it works. Um I would have, have a problem with it. Where in, you live? In my where I live, yes. If if you were to put a T-Mobile SIM card into my iPhone 4S, you're going to pick up "quote" unquote 4G in AT&T hmm. terms. but it's really HSPA+. And I am actually I want to try it because I I have recently unlocked my phone uh, through the AT&T, you know, unlocking service.
1: And oh so, so your a- your phone is um, uh, not on a contract anymore?
0: Well see it's weird. Something happened when I upgraded to my 4s. I used my wife's uh, upgrade date and we swapped, you know, contract dates. And I've then done so that. so I, I when I got her the iPhone 5, of course I wanted to see if I could unlock her phone to sell it for a few more bucks online and it denied her 4 it, it denied her iPhone 4 unlock. But it approved my iPhone 4S, and so I I had already had a buyer for her four, so I sold the four. My phone's unlocked, and she's got a five, so I gotta find somebody or or go and get a T-Mobile SIM card and put a few you know a few hundred minutes on it, and throw it into my phone and give it a try and see and verify that it works in my city. I, I've read reports that it does, but it's gotta get. Well,
1: a yeah. You, you should uh, you should update us on that for sure. I, I wanted to follow up um, I, with uh, what I use for music because you had mentioned that you still buy music through iTunes. I actually use Spotify. I pay for the premium subscription, and what I've come to, and I'm, I'm sorry we're bouncing around, but what, what I've come to is that paying that $10 a month subscription is cheaper for me than what I used to do with music because I was a lot like you. And then I bought a lot of music and I bought a lot on iTunes, um, more than $10 worth a month. That's for sure. So now I get music discovery, all you can eat music. Um, and now I just kind of hose myself because I, I mainly only listen to podcasts and hardly ever listen to (laughs) music anymore, but
0: (laughs) well, you know what freaks me out and call me old fashioned, but what happens when Spotify goes bankrupt and all that music you spend all this time listening to and loving, Goes away. yeah, I'm sure you'll pick up another streaming service, but your playlists go away. all the all the interesting music you found in bookmark goes away. I, I mean, do they have a way to export that stuff?
1: I'm not really worried about it. I'm not the kind of person that uh, will go back in five years and listen the the junk out of uh, an album that I like. I will always be looking for new music. If you look at my iTunes library, I've got probably 30 gig or 40 gig worth of music in it. I listen to maybe four or five albums that I've purchased out of that 30 or 40 gig. And that would be like Coldplay, maybe um, The Black Keys. Uh, but most of, most of the albums in my library are, are things that I listen to a lot of for a while and then i got kind of tired of it and now i'm looking for new stuff.
0: Hmm. Well, good on you, but i'm i'm going to i'm going to keep buying. <laughs> Maybe if apple came out with a a streaming service that that might change my tune a little bit. I like the integrated stuff, but you know, it, I just, I can't see myself paying another subscription fee. I don't buy enough music, I guess, is what it really comes down to. If I was spending more than $10 a month, or heck, even more than $5 a month on, on music, then I might do it. But like you said, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I, I just don't, I don't have the need.
1: Mm-hmm. What um did, Have you come up with a, a nerdy gift yet? Are we no. still waiting for you no, to come may, up with a nerdy gift? Maybe
0: next time I'll come up with a nerdy gift.
1: I guess it is Christmas time, and if we do one of these uh, once a week or whatever we end up doing, you can uh, you can have a nerdy gift next time. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I honestly think um, that's that's most of the interesting stuff. Do you want to talk about uh, Tim Cook tonight, or you want to wait till after we get to watch that?
0: I say we watch it and then talk about it next time. Okay. So, press pause and, or download the next episode and, and see what we have to say about Tim cook. Why don't we tell, uh, why don't we tell all the people, every single one of them where, where they can contact us at. Why don't sure. we just start with Twitter and just, uh, we'll, we'll move on from there.
1: Yeah. I, I actually got into Twitter pretty early. So, um, i I actually have my name on Twitter, uh, com slash Brad Moss. And, um, I, I don't really use, uh, my Facebook's just for close friends. I don't have a public Facebook account. What about you?
0: Uh, you can actually find me on the name of the show.
1: So text a lot,
0: and uh, we'll be looking for looking for those tweets there. You yeah, know, and if
1: you got any questions or or want us to talk nerdy about something that you want us to talk about, you can send an email to podcast at texalot com.
0: Yep. Well, I'm I'm Phil,
1: and I'm Brad,
0: and this has been Text a Lot. See you next time.
1: (laughs) See ya.